Welcome back, everyone. I'm T. And I'm Kay. And this week, we are talking about The Walking Dead video game, Season 1. So, Walking Dead video game, Season 1. What the hell is that? (laughs) Well, I mean, it's different to The Walking Dead... TV show for a start uh-huh. because you play it. Yep. And different characters. So, The Walking Dead Series 1 uh, video game is developed by Telltale Games, a well known uh, game developer who specializes in like episodic yeah, video nice. games. Yeah. Uh, this one has been pitched as, and I'm quoting the Wikipedia page here, a point and click horror adventure focusing on problem solving rather than combat, which I think wraps it up pretty nicely. Yeah, and the only thing I'd add to that is the decisions you make influence the game in the end. Yep. So if you kill someone at the start, when you had the opportunity to save their life, maybe at the end of the game, people will turn on you, that sort of thing. Yep. So... What did you think, first off? Just give me your initial thoughts. Well, this wasn't the first Telltale game that I'd played. I think the first one I played was The Wolf Among Us, which maybe we can do a separate episode yeah, on. Yeah, absolutely. It was so amazing. That was great. Um, so with this one, I was a big fan of The Walking Dead coming into this game. And I thought there's no way this is going to beat like Rick and the gang, right? Because I'm a big fan of Rick. I'm a big fan of Daryl. I'm a big fan of pretty much everyone in the group, mm-hmm. some exceptions. But this game surpassed my expectations. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so you're playing as Lee Everett, who is a murderer. murderer. Yeah. Mm. And where the game starts out is you're in the car with Lee and you're on the way to prison. And the apocalypse has hit, but in the car you don't realise. And so you're driving along with the sheriff or whoever is mm. taking you to prison. And uh, we learn some stuff about Lee, about how he was a teacher mm. and... How he killed this guy because he was... Cheating on his wife. Yes. The old... Well, he, no, the guy he killed wasn't cheating. Oh, it might have been cheating on his wife, but Lee's wife was cheating on Lee. So he was the... With that guy. The banger of the wife. Banger, said banger of wife. Um, yes, so that we play as Lee, convicted felon, and he's on the way to prison and the apocalypse hits. You know what's funny in these apocalypse games? I've started to notice that... The main character is always in some kind of cliffhanger right before the apocalypse hits, and then after the apocalypse hits, suddenly they're in, like, a whole new world. I know that sounds silly, but, like, for example, Lee is on the verge of going to prison. He's not in prison. He's not about to kill someone. He's on the cusp. And Rick is, you know, maybe on the cusp of getting shot and dying. Instead goes into a coma. Yeah, you're right. I don't know. I I think... Maybe it wouldn't be as exciting, though, if it's like Rick works a nine-to-five and today he's at his desk and he's doing the same thing that he always does. It's like Shaun of the Dead. (laughs) Yeah. It's like 9.06 a.m., time for for Rick to get a coffee and the apocalypse hits. So with Lee, uh, the apocalypse hits, he's in the car, he manages to escape, he gets out of his handcuffs, has to shoot a guy who becomes a zombie. Mm Mm-hmm. So it goes from zero to ten really quickly. Really quickly. And suddenly you're like, oh, this is why it's called The Walking Dead. Like, this is why it's in this franchise. Yeah. Um, So then he meets Clementine, this little girl. And and I think we can safely say, regardless of, like, all the secondary characters you come across, Lee and Clementine are the main characters in this story. You follow them through just trying to survive and get by. However, you only play Lee. 
Yes. Until the very end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Until the very end. Until the very end. To the bitter end. Yeah. Um, so the main goal of this entire story, and you make it regardless of the, the choices you make along the way, you do eventually make it to the same point. I yes. know because I've researched and played it enough times. Um, that no. you're looking for Clementine's family. She's really worried about her mum and dad, that they've maybe died or that they're holed up somewhere mm-hmm. waiting for her. They're in Savannah. We start off in somewhere else in Georgia, just outside of Atlanta, I think. Yeah, that's Everything's right. set in Georgia in The Walking Dead universe. Maybe because... Maybe Robert Kirkman really likes Georgia. Yeah. Yeah. It's hot out. It is hot out. Good peaches, so yeah. I hear. Uh, and also, just coming back, Lee meets... Clementine, as he is on the, not on the run, but, you know, the apocalypse has hit. He's just mm. got free. He's trying to find somewhere to be safe because he's seen some pretty weird stuff happen and he meets Clementine, who was at her house. Yep. And her babysitter is dead. Her yeah. parents were away, like you said, and, yeah, and they meet and they have a nice little interaction over the radio. The highlight of this game for me above everything else is the relationship between Clementine and Lee. Just like with The Last of Us, just like with a lot of apocalypse movies where there's an older person passing on their wisdom to a younger person and then the older person, you know, accepting that they're nearing the end of their life and the younger person has to take over their legacy. Lee and Clementine is a really beautiful relationship. Yeah, they're cool. And they're they're like kick-ass. They get stuff done together and they're a good team. Although, because it's a you know choose your own adventure type game, you can be mean to Clementine. Yeah, which I don't sucks. know why you would. Yeah, <laughs> she's so cute. She's only a little kid. She's like ten. Ten, yeah. Um, so I guess what separates this from other zombie games as well. So we've played what Left for Dead, Left for Dead Two, oh, things like. Love those games. I know, right? <laughs> But this, just like the Walking Dead series, focuses more on the characters and how they react to a zombie apocalypse as opposed to going around kicking ass yeah. 24-7. Yeah. So I think rebuilding society is really important for some reason. I wouldn't be like that in an apocalypse, but I mean each to their own. Yeah. Some people just need normalcy to survive, I guess. I suppose so, but it's the apocalypse. Yeah, like go mad. I guess we won't know until it comes, which is in T minus <laughs> 23 days. Start the counter. Um... Okay, so what did you think, T? Of the game in general? Of the game in general. Really enjoyed it. I hadn't played that many uh, uh, this style. Like Resident Evil, I think, is this style as well, where Mm. you go along, you do some stuff, and there's like a sequence where you have to mash some buttons or you have to find clues. And you collect like weapons and stuff along the way to use later. So I'd only, up to this point, I'd only really played traditional games. Although. One could argue that this style of game has been around for a while because... Monkey Island. Yeah. Back when we were kids, there were plenty of those games and where you had to find the clues and do this sort of stuff. But anyway, point is I hadn't played that many of them and, yeah, really, really enjoyed it. I thought I would be bored by the lack of pace and action, but in the end, it was really just about the characters and that was awesome. Yeah. You know how in the Walking Dead Series 2 of the TV show, is that kind of lull... They're on a farm and they don't do a lot. Farm life, they thug life. talk about the farm a lot. Yep. And that's kind of it. Whereas this game, it has to keep going because there's only, what, like six episodes? Mm. So the pace has to be fast. You need to move. And there's some really good storytelling in there. Mm. There's some really interesting twists and really interesting situations where you don't know what the right choice is. Like the first time around, you don't know 
if what you're doing yeah. is going to get someone that you and like if killed. You if you trust someone, is it going to end up good for you or bad for you? Yeah. Can I just say, from no, the first, from the first time I met those stupid St John's Dairy people, I knew there was something amiss with them. I knew they were weird. I couldn't figure it out until we got to the farm, and they were like, "Make sure you don't go in the back room." And I was like, "I bet they eat people." And sure enough. What did I tell you? They ate people. Yeah. And that poor guy got his leg chopped off and stewed up and fed to Clementine. Delicious. Oh, God. Did she eat so any? Sick no. of people well, eating people. You have the choice to stop her. Or stop the whole lot of them or something. Yeah, but she can potentially eat human food. Eat nah, human flesh. I didn't let that happen. I was like, Kenny and the rest of you I don't care about, but Clementine, yeah. don't sully yourself like so, this. Should we go through some of the ensemble cast? Yeah, sure. So Lee and Clementine are the main people, mm-hmm. and the first people we meet are technically Clementine's neighbours. Yeah, true, but, but forget about them. Forget about those fools. Um, we go to Herschel's farm, Herschel Green. Oh, Herschel. As soon as I saw Herschel, I was like, yes, this is great. We can stay here the whole game. Yeah, Never mind. So. We're being kicked off. <laughs> so we meet Herschel and his son, Sean. We don't get meant to meet Maggie or Beth, which Boo. is sad. And so they they play a little part in the story. Yeah. Um, and then we meet Kenny and his family, who play a much bigger part in the story. Kenny. So there's Kenny, his son, Duck. And Katja, his wife. And as we go along, we meet some people in a pharmacy. Who are after re- we're kicked off the farm. After we're kicked off the farm. And sorry for spoilers, by the way. Well, you're well we're not giving away the regardless. main choices. Yeah. Um, also, as well as Herschel, my heart like beat out of my chest when we met Glenn at the pharmacy. As oh, soon yeah. as I saw some Asian guy in a baseball cap, I was like, I bet that's Glenn. And he turned around and it, it was, was Glenn. Glenn. And I was so excited. And then again, he left us. It's like, it's fine, Glenn. It's fine. Whatever. Yeah. You know, that one bit of normalcy in this crazy world. So we meet Glenn and Carly and Doug in a pharmacy. And I'm Lily just, and, and dad, Larry. Larry. Just, I'm just going to go through the names just for the sake of it. But uh, and then we eventually move on and we meet some kids, Ben, Travis and David. They're not kids. They're like older teenagers. Ben's a kid. They are completely responsible for their own lives at okay, this stage. Okay, sure, whatever. And then <laughs> we go to St. John's Dairy Farm, like you mentioned, we meet some real douchebags. Is that what you call cannibal? <laughs> cannibalism. It's a lifestyle choice. True, but they were jerks regardless of the cannibalism. Yep. Um, geez, we meet a lot of people. And I then know. We, we go on and we meet Jolene, who's a bit crazy. Christopher and Omid. Christopher and Omid, a guy called Charles on a train. Molly in Savannah. Vernon and Bree. I think yep. that pretty much covers it. And so there were a lot of characters there, but the thing is, each one of them is really memorable. Mm. And they, when I was playing the game with you, Kay, I really enjoyed having to make these decisions, for, especially for the characters that I hated, because I wanted to see them die, obviously, naturally. <laughs> Second time around, that was a bit easier. I was like, I don't care about you anymore. Yeah. I know you don't come in handy. But just in general, you know, they really set up great scenarios for you to have to make a choice. And, mm. and very relatable characters too. Like even yeah. Lily, the first time around, I was like, shut up, Lily. I hate it when people try to make, you know, leadership decisions and not mm-hmm. be diplomatic. But the second time around, I could kind of see where she was coming from. No one else was making decisions. And she was like, all right, well, I guess I'll step up to the plate. Yeah. And so that is one of the main uh, pros of this game. It is so playable again. Mm. Replayable. There we go. Yeah. 
English 103. <laughs> yeah, you want to keep playing to see the different choices you can make and who dies mm-hmm. along the way and whose loyalty that you earn or don't earn affects you in the end. Yeah. Which I think it actually did. The second or third time I played it, I went completely rogue. Like, I was just a lone wolf the whole game. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah, it was pretty cool. But then in the end, like, I ended up by myself and Clementine, which is fine, but it would have been a lot easier had I had somebody else there to, like, help me out of a hole that I'd fallen Mm. into or, you know, pass me a weapon when I needed one. Well, you know what's interesting about your second playthrough? I thought that... So the first time around, we were very diplomatic Mm. and we tried to sort of... Cater to everyone. Yeah. And I thought as we went to play it the second time, I was like, stuff this, you know, these people's decisions don't really matter. Um, but listen, so we went lone wolf. But there were plenty of moments there where I was like, crap, I really like I really wish that Kenny would support us in this instance. Yeah. But then he brought up a really good point why he wouldn't support exactly. us. Exactly. He was cause... like, Well, you didn't step up for me that one time. Yeah. We're like, oh yeah. Crap. <laughs> so you had that. Sorry, I, I, I certainly had those moments where it was like, oh man, I kind of regret that. But then at the same time, I found Kenny really annoying. I so. guess with that, it helps keep your moral compass on point. Like, yeah. because in an apocalyptic situation, you can't just go lone wolf. And if you did, you would die pretty quickly unless you're Daryl Dixon. So I guess maybe uh, one of the great things about the way they've constructed the game also is that they don't, if you do go lone wolf, they haven't gone to the extreme of saying, well, no one's going to help you. Like, there's always yeah. someone, there's always a situation that will allow you to be there reasonably, even though you're being lone wolf. Mm. Um, I think if they went the extreme where if you were lone wolf, everyone cut you off and the game was really hard, yeah. I think that might be a bit too much. It probably so they, would be very fun to play then because yeah. you'd be like, I want my friends back. Yeah, so the they did a good job. The worst is when you show a shred of compassion and then suddenly you have a hanger on for the entire game. Yeah. Like Ben. Oh, I was nice to him once and then the rest of the game I regretted I was like god damn I just want it to be me and Clementine why is this kid still lagging around alright so who are some of your favourite side characters or do you want to talk about your favourite moments Um, there were a few of my favourite moments and don't think that I'm a bad person for my favourite moments because most of them are quite dark but I, pretty dark, I guess, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, true. It's not like I took Clementine to the trampoline and that was my favourite moment. Um, so I think the important thing to remember is that these are my favourite moments because they made me feel something, not that they were, like, enjoyable for me. I am okay. not a so memorable moments. Memorable moments. Not... Let's go with that. Yeah, not favourite. Um, one of my most memorable moments was when... Spoiler alert, I had to put down Duck, Kenny's son. Oh, God. I know. See, that's why it would have sounded bad if it was my favourite moment. I didn't enjoy it. Oh, it makes it it okay if you say that. (laughs) Um, So we were given the choice whether we do it or we let Kenny do it or I think even if we just let him rot. Just let him rot. rot. Yeah. Um, And both times I played it, I chose to do it because... I hated Kenny. I really don't like Kenny. I don't like him in any of the series and he never redeemed himself in my eyes, but I couldn't let this broken man also shoot his son. Like he just lost his wife, right? She just committed suicide. And then he had to then put down his own son. I just, I couldn't do it. So what started out as something that seems like it was really (laughs) vindictive. You did yeah. it for the feels. I, I mean, I didn't like Duck either. Let's be honest. He was a little shit sometimes and he got in the way a lot. But he's a kid. So mm. 
but because Lee had already murdered a lot of people, I mean, zombie and otherwise, I thought a bit of blood on my hands doesn't really matter either way. Just while we're on Lee and murdering, mm. I find it interesting that in most of the video games or TV series that we've watched about apocalypses, yeah. if you've done something wrong in the normal life, that stays with you in the apocalypse for some reason. Like, so Lee killed a guy in the normal life. And, mm. you know, fair enough if um, why that would stay with you because, you know, you're homicidal or <laughs> you want to harm others. But like, this is the apocalypse now. Yep. If anything, people still hold it over him. Like, but you yeah. killed a guy, you Lee. You killed a guy, Lee. Like, okay. Yeah, I killed a guy, but I guess have it's you seen the world like lately? With the, with the TV series in that people trust Rick because he's a policeman and he wears the sheriff's hat. Like... What does that mean in the new world? Exactly. Nothing. But people recognise it from the old world as being safe and trustworthy. Yeah. People recognise murdering people in the normal world as not cool. Yeah. Therefore, it's a good judge of character. Um, my other... Oh, there are a few favourite moments. I guess my other memorable yes. moment... Okay. Not necessarily good or Not bad. necessarily good or bad. Um, is when we were at St. John's Dairy. It just sticks out in my mind. I had so many nightmares about St. John's Dairy afterwards. I'd never come across cannibalism in an apocalyptic setting like that. In a video game, in real life, I often come across cannibalism. In like... (laughs) Well, um, just in an explicit sense. They were really explicit about this one. There was blood, sores, like they showed all of the tools that they yeah. use and the like efficiency the of the abattoir. And... Yeah. Whereas in other movies, TV shows, whatever, it's implied. So it's not as in your face. Yep. Um, at St. John's Dairy, there was a time when we had to make a decision whether or not to, I think it was... Dab, Danny, or maybe Andrew, and we could leave them in the mud while they were crying because their whole farm had gone to shit and mm. everything had oh, know, yeah, gone yeah, terribly yeah. wrong yeah. and I think their mum was dead, whatever. And we beat him up, like we beat the crap out of him, but then we could choose to keep beating him to death, we could shoot him or we could just leave him. Mm-hmm. First time around I shot him because I hated that little bugger. But second time... I kind of felt like he deserved to live in misery. And if he wanted to end his life, he should do it himself. Do you know what I mean? Like, this is the moral thing, the ethics coming into it of, do you leave this man to suffer because of the terrible things he's done? Or do you put him out of his misery and have the blood on your hands? Yeah. Man. Oh, so many disgusting ethical things. I didn't realize how good of a person I was until I played this game. Sure. (laughs) All the people I've killed along the way. So what are some memorable moments for you, T? Well, while we're on the St. John's Dairy Farm theme, that, again, spoilers, sorry, but the whole sequence leading up to the fateful dinner. So we go to St. John's and for those of you who need a little refresher, uh, we go to St. John's and they're like, yeah, this place is sweet. What? You need food? We've got plenty of food. What? You need like water? Yeah. We've got plenty of water. You need milk? Yeah. We've got milk, sort of. And... That whole, so that's the lead up. You go there, you're in need, and I think everyone's a little bit suspicious. Yep. And, but, you know, we try and fit in as best as we can as a group, as in we being Clementine, yep. Lee, who is us, and whoever comes along for the ride, Karcha, Lily, those sort of people. Mm. What's her name? Her, her dad's name? Larry. Larry. And we try and fit in, we do a few odds and ends around the farm, 
And then some weird stuff sort of starts happening, like, oh, has anyone seen Mark recently? Wasn't he meant to be... I mean, he got injured. Wasn't he meant to be patched up? And <laughs> we go around, like, asking people, have you seen Mark? Oh, can we... He's resting. He's resting, yeah, don't worry about him. Anyway, uh, as an aside, we're having a massive feast tonight uh, and we're having meat. Is that weird? Hmm. There are no cows here. There are no cows here, okay, but, uh, I mean, food's food. We haven't eaten in a long time. Mm. And so that whole build-up from us going to the farm being really suspicious but still participating in some of the activities at the farm and then it starts to rain mm -hmm. and it starts to uh, come down with lightning and thunder and you discover all these little things you find in the shed that there's all these bits of equipment with blood all over yeah. them and you're like That's what weird. the hell this doesn't look like animal skin and Ooh. then the the climax of the whole thing is you know everyone's sitting down for dinner Lee goes upstairs and he's like uh, I found Mark. He's missing his legs. And then he comes down. And, and poor Mark is there, like, trying to crawl his yeah. way downstairs. So that whole sequence was awesome oh. and so memorable because of, like, the, the theme, the setting, like, with the lightning and the rain, and it was so dramatic. And, yeah, so that was really, really memorable. It wasn't so traumatic for me, necessarily, but... You're used to cannibalism. Yeah, I mean, it's just a sort of everyday thing thing around this Didn't household. you grow up in a cannibal tribe? <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, the rumour's true. Yeah, the rumours are true. Confirmed. <laughs> um, the other thing I quite liked was the difference between, so the first time around I saved Carly, second time around I saved Doug. So one or the other has so to survive. So we meet Carly and Doug in a pharmacy. What's that thing from Harry Potter? Neither can live while the other yes. survives or Same. vice versa. Anyway, um, so when I saved Carly... There was this weird romance with Carly. Do you remember that? And it was like all this, yeah, sexual tension between she and Lee. No, it wasn't. Yeah. No, her and Doug. No, her and Lee. After Doug died. She moved on quick. She moved on quick. And I wonder why that was, because she would screw us over in the end. Um, she did. Well, You're it was right. technically Lily, I think, that screwed us over in the end. But I think Carly did something along the lines. Anyway, regardless, right, women, yeah. am I right? Um, I had a dollar. For every woman. I have a dollar. <laughs> anyway, so Carly, the first time around, there was all this like sexual tension and she and Lee were kind of like, I don't know, there was something there. And then she either died or disappeared. I can't remember and it was a bit sad. But second time around, I found Doug a lot more helpful than Carly. If you're yeah. planning to play it, make sure you save Doug because he actually comes in handy a lot. Well, I'm reading on her. Oh, yeah. Fandom page. Oh, she has a fandom page? Allegedly. Wow. Uh, compared to Doug, whose personality within the group is more neutral and passive, Carly plays a more active role in the group discussion and isn't afraid to speak her mind. Would you say that's true? Yeah, but why would you want that in your group? Like, come on. You want people who'll do whatever you say, right? A bunch of robots. doormats. Exactly. Anyway, um, I think another thing that stood out for me was... So, like I said, second time around, I really liked Lily... I really wanted to like Lily and I hoped she wouldn't screw us over in the end. But sure enough, it didn't matter what I said. It didn't matter how much I sucked up to her and was like, yeah, Lily, we should run away together. She mm. still kicked me out of my ass and yep. she still ran off with the RV. Uh, did we ever uh, find out what happened to Lily? No, but I'm hoping that we sort of sit here in the next series. It should be said also that the next series has been confirmed for next year, 2018. And it'll be the final series. Series four? That'll, that's right, yeah. Yeah, we should... We should do another episode on series two mm. of this 
I think series two is actually my favourite. Yeah, that was pretty good. Which is saying something because I really like series one. <laughs> and a little bit of a spoiler, series three will probably make it to our games we don't like list. Uh, yeah. yeah. We can still talk about it. Yep. To the extent of talking about Clementine. Yes, exactly. Um, so, so what did you think of the ending for this game? Were you satisfied? I mean, maybe we should just... I'm never satisfied. <laughs> maybe we should just say what happens because... Okay, so we, we... You could probably guess from every apocalyptic movie. Rough timeline rehash. Meet Clementine and go to Herschel's farm. Some stuff goes down. We go to some sort of motel, and then we move on to St. John's Dairy, and from there, we eventually get to Savannah through a bunch of other crap, including oh. a train, oh. and we meet some people along the way, but as we said at the start of the show, the aim of the story is to find Clementine's parents, who Which we do. are in Savannah. And so, yes, we end up in Savannah, and what happens next? Oh my God. Everything turns to shit. I think that's the the moral of the story. Regardless of what apocalypse you're in, regardless of who you are, your life will eventually hit the fan. Yeah. Um, So Lee gets bitten while Clementine is missing. All they have is this walkie-talkie to go by and Clementine Mm -hmm. giving them kind of clues and the creepy guy voice being like, hello, Lee, I know where you are, that sort of Mm -hmm. thing. So Lee has to deal with being bitten and missing Clementine at the same time. He amasses either a group of loyal friends, depending on or how you've played the game. A bunch of people that hate him. <laughs> yeah. Or just by himself and uh, has to go through the sewers in order to get to this hotel. We meet a bunch more people, blah, blah, blah. They steal our boat, blah, blah, blah. He's still bitten. He's getting worse. And as the game progresses, as like episode, I think it must be six or five, uh, progresses, he just gets worse and worse and worse. And he gets, you know, very pale, very zombie-esque looking. Yeah. Eventually makes it to the hotel, meets up with the guy. He's like, (sighs) Lee is destroyed by zombie bites and cuts and stuff. Yeah. Finally makes it to Clementine, kills the guy. I, I, I don't think there's any option other than to kill the guy. Maybe Clementine can kill the guy? Yeah, I think so. Um, and she really steps up to the plate on that one. Well done, Clem. And then it's just us and Clem. And we managed to make it down to like a basement or an office yeah, or something, an office, a store. Yeah, and then we die. And then we die. And you can either have Clementine shoot us. I think you can choose to shoot yourself maybe. Um, it says here, hang on, does Lee ask Clem to shoot him? No. Clem leaves just as Lee dies, or Clem kills Lee before he turns. Mm. Either way, Clem heads out on her own to find either Christian and Amid or Kenny. And that's where the game ends. So, coming back to that whole sequence, we get to Savannah, Clem goes missing, Lee is bit, creepy weird dude who led us to Savannah through the use of a walkie-talkie who was talking to Clem lures us to a hotel yep. where Clem is Yep. and zombified Lee who's looking for said missing Clem goes there, fights this guy he dies yep. and then we, Lee, yep. die I think it's a nice full circle I mean wait, does Georgia have the death penalty? Would Lee have died anyway for murder? Look that up for you. Yeah, please do.
Well, I can confirm uh, just with my extensive research. <laughs> he was gone for six and a half hours. Uh, it says here on usatoday.com, very reputable source. Of course, yep. Georgia carries out its first execution in 2017. Its first execution? Mm. Not its not its last execution? It says first. I, okay, so they've just started executing people. Apparently. Does that seem a bit strange? Or is that just me? Wait, what were they killed for? Uh, he, the guy killed his neighbour. What the hell? In 1992. Oh, so he's just been... Wandering around for 25 years and then... Well, allegedly, oh. allegedly killed his neighbour. <laughs> we can't know for certain, but... Either way, he's dead now. He's dead now. Okay, so there is a possibility that Lee would have died either way... Yes. ...if he was convicted of outright murder. Yes, potentially. Whew, wow. Yeah. So he's kind of screwed either way, right? Yeah, it kind of comes on a deeper but level. don't we all die? But he died for Clem. Oh, I love Clem died so much. Clementine goes from being a scared kid, and depending on the choices you make, it makes her either less scared and more practical, mm. or less scared, more practical, and badass. Yeah, that's right. That's, that's right. right. So, somewhat fittingly, who would you choose for your <laughs> zombie apocalypse to? <laughs> um, well, if I had my choice of it, Probably none of the people on this list. Actually, no, there are a few standouts that were particularly badass. So we've got our tank, healer, uh, stupid idiot who gets everyone killed. All-rounder. All-rounder. And, and leader. Leader. Okay, so for the leader, I have to go Lee. Okay. He's the best and he's such a nice guy. I know he murdered that other guy, but, I mean, murderers can be nice too. And I think Lee definitely redeemed himself in mm, the end. He did. So I would definitely pick him for my leader. He made a good Rick Grimes. Very relatable. Um, for my tank. Oh. So by tank, do you mean someone who just runs through killing everything in their path? Yeah, someone who isn't necessarily all that skilled, but is very aggressive and can, you know, do a bit of damage. Okay. Oh, see, I know who I'd take from Series 2, but from Series 1, um, probably Lily. She was a bit of a tank. Yeah. And she, she was, was in, like, the military, wasn't she? Air Force or something. Yeah. So, you know, she's got the mad skills to yep. put people down. Okay. Um, not necessarily trustworthy, but that's fine. That, that's not what the tank requires. No. Um, for my fodder, God, it's got to be Ben. I hate that kid stupid so much. Ben. Stupid Ben. And the stupid bell tower. God. Sorry. Shut up, Ben. I can't. I just can't get over how much I hate Ben. Uh, for my all-rounder, it would have to be Molly, the parkouring oh, yeah, Molly was great. badass. Yeah, so we meet Molly in Savannah, and mm. she is pretty kick I mean, she's got her own problems going on, but doesn't everybody? Don't we all? Yeah. Uh, so that was, yeah, my all-rounder. Who am I missing? The yeah. nurse. Um, Clementine, just because I want her in my team. She yeah, probably nice. doesn't know anything about first aid yet, but she can read. She can learn. With all those books that are available in the apocalypse. Well, the library is probably the most untouched resource in the apocalypse, so yeah. hello. All right, give me your zombie team, T. Okay, so for the leader, it's got to be Lee. For the healer, I'll, I'll get the easy ones out of the way. Mm. I would also go for Clem. Really? Well, as we see in the later seasons, she really matures oh, and bless. is generally a pretty caring person. The, a special mention, though, for 
the healer type goes to someone who isn't that great as a person, but is a was a doctor in the in the uh, previous world, Vernon. Oh yeah, I forgot about Vernon. Yeah. I thought you were going to say Herschel. Wait, Herschel's a vet. Never mind. Animals, human, they're all the same. Yep. And but Clementine also because I want her in my team. Yeah. So she's great. For the tank role, now that is a little bit tricky because yeah. a lot of the really aggressive characters are unlikable. Yeah, like Larry. Game. Like stupid Larry. And he's old too, so you know, he doesn't have Got heart to problems live. too. Yeah, not great to have in the apocalypse. So I would have to say that my tank role would go. I know he's really annoying. I know we just said he's got not long to leave, but Larry, because he's aggressive, and if you needed that, and if he was integrated into your team, I think you could use him to your advantage. Why not Lily then? No, because uh, hold up, hold up, because Lily is my skilled person. Oh, like she's your Dixon. Okay, yeah. yeah. So she will keep Larry in tow, Lily and Larry, mm. father and daughter. Mm. And so that's that's why I'll have those two. And for my last person, the sacrificial lamb, someone who will also get us all killed, which is somewhat essential because you need that. Yep. Is going to have to be Bree because Bree. She's so annoying. Oh. See. Although she did survive cancer, but even people who survive cancer can be jerks still. Yeah. And she's going to get us killed with her stupid ways. Ah. Oh. Remember when she was supposed to be guarding that door? Yes. And instead she got her guts ripped out. Uh, Why did she survive her. cancer just to be killed in the apocalypse? Classic her. Which brings me to a, actually an interesting question. You know in these zombie apocalypse scenarios, in any really apocalyptic scenario, you never hear of people being gluten-free or... Don't think they have much of a choice. Yeah, but do you know what like, celiac people need? No gluten. And if the the only choice is to eat gluten, do they just do it? And same with people who are short-sighted and don't have glasses or people... I think they just die. They don't just die. You can't just die of gluten tolerance. No, but if, if, you're, if you're being hindered in some way, I think in these well, apocalypse scenarios, they just kill you off as a character. And only the strong survive. I'd like to see a zombie apocalypse movie or TV show centered around a bunch of misfits who are otherwise sort of crippled in society. That like would be hilarious. Maybe one's in a wheelchair. Maybe one's you oh, know, in a mean way, in an awesome way. Yeah, yeah, of course. In a like, um, maybe one's nut, dairy, and gluten free. Yeah. Maybe one is partially blind. What are the? What are some other like debilitating factors in a in a zombie apocalypse? Uh, if you were, this is a weird one, I don't know if anyone's like this, but if you were so oily that you couldn't grip onto things, <laughs> so you just kept slipping around. I think that's a real thing, like excessive sweating. Not Do you just mean sweat, sweat oil. oil. <laughs> I don't think that's a thing. Yeah, I think that's a thing. Okay. I don't think people secrete oil, um, unless it's from their head maybe. Yeah. If you've got really oily hair. That's what I'm talking about. It just drips down your How body. How debilitating is that? I'm not saying that, you know, having... Any of these things is necessarily bad, but it would hinder you in a zombie apocalypse situation. Yeah. You the same of... with long hair. The same with, I don't know, not having arms. Yeah. It'd be difficult. It would be difficult. But that being said, I would absolutely watch a show or movie that It'd was about It'd sort of that. be like The Office, but in the apocalypse. Exactly. 
just a bunch of Parks and Rec yep. in the Because we've seen what happens to, you know, alcoholics, drug addicts, murderers, people like that in the apocalypse. How they... Oh, how they cope with their previous yeah, uh, afflictions. Exactly. They were. But we never really see of, or hear of anyone who has bulimia or... Type 1 diabetes. Yeah, exactly. Mm, what do they do? What if someone needs dialysis? Well, I can kind of guess what happens. I think you know what happens. Yeah. But. They find a dialysis machine. And everything's fine. <laughs> and the zombie nurses help them out. Um, right. So if there are any authors out there, you know, feel free to pick that up as a book because yep. I'd love to read it. Oh, I was going to do that. <laughs> one job at a time, T, one job at a time. So then wrapping it up, if you were to assign a chocolate treat to The Walking Dead video game season one, how would you describe it in chocolate form? All right. A Snickers. Well, there. I know. I tell you why. Tell me why. It's not a Mars bar. It's not a Mars bar. It's nutty, right? So you get that little hint of like, ooh, this is a bit different. This is a bit okay. stronger than I'm used to with a Mars bar. Yeah. Not in a bad way. A bit but of crunch. A bit of crunch, yeah. Mm. And I think, I mean, if there was a chocolate bar that reflected like horrific human circumstance, I would probably oh, give it that. Oh, it's a bit like bony and sinewy, is that yeah, what you Yeah, that's mean? what I'm trying to, I'm trying to think of something that's crunchy, but also soft. Yeah, nice. So a Snickers is probably it, like it's got that kind of shell of like, oh man, there are peanuts in this and <laughs> maybe I'm allergic. Um, yeah. So okay, it's got cool. the crunch of, yeah, being horrific and slightly terrifying and nightmarish at some points, but it's also got a really gooey, soft center nice. of Lee and Clementine. Nice. How about you? What would you rate it? So I don't know if it's just an Australian thing, but there is this chocolate called Roses. It's like a box of little chocolates and they all have different flavors. Mm. I think it's in the UK too. Yeah, it's like celebrations or... Yeah, just those variety... Favorites, yeah. ...type... Um, boxes of chocolate, but roses in particular. So, because depending on your choices of the roses chocolate, you can either have a good time or a bad time. Or you get the coconut, which nobody wants. I want the coconut. What? That's what I'm talking about. So, I don't think we can be friends anymore. As I said last episode, <laughs> don't have any friends. So, with in particular, I'm just thinking about my my uh, playthrough of a box of roses would be to get the ones that are just pure chocolate, the ones that have hazelnut, coconut, caramello, Ew. and what would, like, spoil my playthrough would be those stupid orange ones <gasps> and those strawberry ones. <gasps> Peppermint ones are okay. They're sort of neither here nor there. But. This is blasphemy to the Roses family. I, I don't think... This is the end of it, guys. I don't think we can do any more podcasts <laughs> other than this. I'm finding out dark and... Horrible things. You knew this before, yeah. don't lie. Uh, well, I was wondering where all those coconut chocolates were. Yeah. So that's, yeah, that's that's what I give it. So a different choice means a different path for you. Yes, different yeah. outcome. You can either be happy with yourself, you can try something new, see mm. if you like it, but mm. maybe you don't, maybe you do. Yeah. I think if you are someone who enjoys games that go a little bit slower than a regular game, it's not exactly run around hacking zombies. More but like watching a TV series. Exactly. If you like that sort of pacing, then I think you should definitely go out and try the Telltale Games of Walking Dead Series 1. Mm -hmm. Even if you've played it, play it again. You never yeah. know what will it's happen. It's got great replayability. Yep. Yep. 
And I think they're pretty cheap these days too. Yeah, I only got it for like $20. Yeah. Yeah. You can even, I think they also do, as we were talking to our colleagues, they're not really our colleagues, we're just talking to some guy in EB Games, but <laughs> he, he claims that they go for a few dollars sometimes on the PlayStation, the PlayStation store. And yeah. yeah. I don't even know if the Xbox store works. I've never tried it. Never used I'm it. I'm a bit of a disc, yep. disc jockey. That's you, <laughs> DJK. <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, that pretty much sums it up for this episode. Walking Dead Season 1, awesome. Um, you should definitely give it a try if you like uh, those that sort of pacing of a TV series. And, yeah, we look forward to bringing you some more video game-related ones, in particular the Walking Dead Season 2 game, which was awesome. As always, guys, thank you so much for listening. We hope you have a great week, and we'll talk to you soon. See you soon. Thank you so much for listening to our show. As always, you can find us on our website at www.sliceoflifepodcast.com or on Instagram, sliceoflife underscore TK. Please feel free to get in touch with us, leave a comment or even send us an email through our website. We'd love to hear from you.